everyone and welcome to another episode of the rivers post i'm lex and i'm t and today we have a couple different topics kind of surrounding the news and what's been going on um these past well i want to say like this past week this past week has been a trying week um i don't even really know where to start so we're just gonna jump in um the Breakfast Club had an episode, well, a little mini segment where they was doing keeping it real or keeping it alive, and I kind of like that topic. But first off, we had, uh, I gotta say, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yes. Tragic death. That's where this whole subject is coming from. It is. It is. Shut the whole hip hop community. So I want to say rest in peace to him. Um, wasn't a big fan of this music. But I know he was read a lot about him, man. What he was doing for the community seems like he had a printed on a good way to help out the community and everything. So. Him and Lauren Lauren was so in love. It was like couples goals. Yeah. Like hashtag couple goals for real. Um, I was really shooken by that, and I think this is where our first topic comes from too. Um, it took me, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. Like I, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard any of his music at all. I just kind of know, I knew of him for, you know, him and Lauren, Lauren London being together, you know, the little pictures and stuff that they be taking and stuff and everything. So I know she's taking it hard to kind of lose someone at a young age and to lose someone that you're with. So. And the father of your child. Yeah, I feel bad for for his family, her family, their kids. It's it's a horrible thing to go through. Um, it's a sad situation. Like I don't I don't even know what to say. Um, I know it's been some not speculation, but a lot of comments that has been going around is saying that you know you can't really feel any sympathy for these people because you don't know this man. But I don't think that's true. Like I just think that. Like when you came down and you told me, I was I was real deal in shock. Like I knew of him. I mean, I know him, know him, but it was still a shock because. Shock to the, I mean, the man was doing a lot of stuff. I mean, he was trying to start gang violence in L.A. I mean, trying to bring light to the daughter Shibi. I think I'm saying his name right. <laughs> um, HIV um, cure thing doing a documentary on that. I mean, he was doing a lot of positive things, and for him to be a ex-game member and grow up in that type of environment to where he wants to not just be a rapper, he wants to invest and uplift his people around him and stuff. So for him to do all, to be doing that, I mean, it's a lot of people that's heartbroken by that. So, I mean, to be trying to find your own business I mean something that you're employing people from your neighborhood and trying to bring back jobs trying to make the neighborhood more you know positive again um so as Taurus did say in the beginning rest rest in paradise to the homie Nipsey Hussle um I think I'm just gonna jump into our second topic and we can kind of come back to that first topic our second topic is friends or foe how do you handle situations like that? Friends or foe? I mean, first off, I really, if you're not really a, really don't have too many friends. First off, I'm going to say it like this. I don't really have too many friends. I have associates that I talk to, but I can't really call everybody a friend. I think that's what gets a lot of people in trouble. They think everybody's their friend or they're not. So, for me, I don't look at everybody that I come come encounter with um, a friend. I look at more of associates that, like, I have friends. The ones that I do call friends, they've been around me for a minute, a long time, known them for a while, and those are the people I could talk to about everything. Anything that I call them for, they're ready to drop anything and beat up for me. So those are the friends, but... Any other people that I could just, I just talk to, uh, talk to them through passing. I know you, 
I feel like you're not really my friend because I can't call on you to beat up on me if anything happened to me or I mean you just uh, associate okay so when you because you said the ones you consider friends are the ones that you've known forever I don't I disagree with that because I I won't say I've had friends but I've had a friend someone who I thought was a friend that I've known since I was little okay let me ask this how what have you and that friend been through that really made y'all connect that you've seen her as since y'all okay y'all been friends for so long something was keeping that friendship together for so long that you like oh this person is really a ride or die for me nah I won't say that I think that so basically y'all was associates was associates and I and I learned I learned the hard way because even though okay so I learned when I got a true friend and I could see the difference in that friendship versus the other friendship or whatever you want to call it we've known each other since we was little and I can't really name three things that she's done for me but I can name a lot of stuff that I've done for her and you know me I'll give anyone the shirt off my back because I'm just that type of person but I just feel like don't cross me and I think in these last few years I've gotten to the point where I don't give people no chances no more you fuck up that's it um with her it was more I had to walk on eggshells like you can't you have to watch what you say because you don't want to upset that person they can dish it out but they can't take it back so I learned and um and I can kind of say her name now Patricia with her being a real friend like even though we've known each other we knew each other maybe almost 10 years before she passed she did more for me than my previous so-called friend did so you I see the difference like I see this is what a friendship is supposed to be like and you I mean you, you live and you learn and that's what I try to teach our kids because Zari's coming out into her own now where she's like everybody she talks to is like my friend and I was like that's not the case sweetheart and I mean she doesn't she understands but I don't think she really understands because she's starting to get to the point where now she's sociable and she's starting to talk because you know she was in the shell she didn't interact with other people or talk much or whatever so I'm happy for that but at the same time it makes me nervous because she's really sweet and I feel like she's going to get taken advantage of me of her like I was for so many years so and I think TJ kind of learned the hard way when he fell out with one of his little friends over over some joke that the little boy started and then him and another boy came in and finished and the little boy didn't like that so you can see the difference but I just don't think because you've known a person forever don't mean that that's your friend it's not basically knowing somebody forever it's like like being through some real situations with that person that not just real or just tough situations that you know that okay no regular person wouldn't do this for me or just some person off the street that I know is not going to come through like this person that came through for me that's when you can start calling that person your friend when you know you could count on this person and saying vice versa that person called you you up and at them and oh I'm always getting I'm always getting called (laughs) on I don't never call I don't call and I think that, that that goes with me and you both we don't no one really knows what we're going through and if they do it's because we're at a point where we can't we can't help it so somebody has to know but we don't really and i notice that with you a lot like a lot of people call you for a lot of stuff to be done but you can't really call on everybody i have a I must say a pride issue. I mean, it's just simple the fact that I am like more. I see myself being independent. Like somebody called and 
ask me for something, I don't mind doing it. But for me, for the same situation, the call down, I hesitate and like, uh, I really don't want to bother. I feel like I'm bothering you if I ask you. Or I don't want you to feel like, damn, I'm got to do this for you or why am I doing this? And I don't want nobody to be looking at me crazy. See, I, and I think that's where my, my, my feelings get hurt in situations because I help people unknowingly and then they kind of get used to that. Because, you know, I ramble something, you know, we're in the, for whatever reason, everybody talks to me. So if they are talking to me about some issue that they have and I feel like, I have a solution to it or I can give them some type of opinion to help with a solution. I do that. So people call on me to be that person, which is cool, but I don't have nobody I can go to, you know, besides bothering you with, um, with, with my problems. So it, I guess now, like in these last few years, it's been a, a bothersome to me because I'm helping everybody else. Nobody ain't to help me. That goes to say with the whole Nipsey Hussle thing. The people that are in your clique are not rooting for you. Because I have associates. But they don't they don't root for me. But they want me. I support everybody. Especially if you're black. And you got a business going. I don't mind paying whole price. But when people come to me for different stuff. They're like oh I can't get no discount. That's the thing. I mean, with us in the black community, we don't uplift each other enough. We do it to a certain extent. When we feel like one of us are getting bigger than, we don't want nobody bigger than us. So why do you feel like that is so? I don't know. I mean, we, you can take a white person and you will see white person help another white person as far as they can that makes sure that white person a millionaire he want to make sure this guy he gonna take this guy on his wing and make sure he gets a millionaire there's not too many of us like that i mean i i mean they used to see just like with nipsey hustle man he, like he helped a lot of people but it's always that one guy on the sideline Oh, I'm not getting enough. You're not giving me the same amount that you're giving this guy. I mean, if you sit back and wait, wait your turn, I mean, eventually you probably get up that. Time. You don't know what that person had yeah. to do to get to that point in their life. So, my thing is, I feel like, why do we tear it? And that's stemming from another question, but it's going to go back to my original first question. Why do we tear each other down? Like, so, okay, so the whole protest thing. We protest for all the seven and a half seconds. And then we're back doing the same thing. But I always felt like if we stuck together as a unit, we'd get further than where we're supposed to be at. But no one's not getting anywhere because no one not, they're not helping. We're not helping each other. We're tearing each other down. And, like, they got this new thing. You know, they're they doing these new things now. You know, we're calling each other sus and and you know queen and king and, and all this other stuff and everything but what do that really do physically like how's that helping the community because you you're calling me a king or a queen but you're not help you're not helping me get where i need to be at and you're not but you allow you but you will allow me to help you get the way you need to be at yeah but like i say it's and it goes back to well when T.I. did the whole boy called the Gucci. Okay. That that lasted so long. And uh, other Negroes like, oh, I'm going to stay around my Gucci. Right, it costs too much. But, like I was reading the other day, like, you got the LGBT community. They stick together. Oh, yes. Everything go wrong with Chick-fil-A. It's not just going to be a certain people in the LGBT community just like, oh community. I still eat Chick-fil-A but all of them gonna stick together and I'm like okay that's wrong for us we we pick and choose what we gonna stand for even though it's 
wrong or whatnot. They don't disrespect the black community. You still got these uppity Negroes that's gonna be like, oh yeah, he really then wasn't talking about me. I mean, he was talking about those those Negroes over there. I mean, but so, you still black. Let me ask you this. So are you surprised with as much? Okay, two questions. Are you surprised with as much racism that's going on now? And do you really think it's racism? No, I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't think racism ever went anywhere. I mean, it was more hidden back in the days with less social media stuff, but now that you have all these social media, everybody got camera phones, you can catch more of it. Like on social media, like all these white people calling the police on black people, not letting black people not in, in their own apartment building or calling the police because they having a barbecue and stuff. I mean, stuff like that probably been going on, but there was no social media to catch all those acts. Like police brutality. Police been killing blacks for the longest. I mean, it just heightened because we were start we starting to pull out everybody starting to pull out phones and catching it. So okay, can we still call it racism though? Yeah. Why? Why would, why would why wouldn't we? I don't know. I'm just saying because I mean I don't know. I'm gonna come back to that. <laughs> Go ahead and finish well, talking. It's not call it racism. We gotta call it what it is. You don't like me because of the color of my skin. But I mean, it's not. That's not nothing new. Like, I mean, what would you call it? I don't know what I would call it, but it's not nothing new. And it's not that. I don't think they're getting away with it. I think that. Are they getting away with no, it? No, I think that the black community. They don't care to stand together strong enough to make sure they don't get away with it. They don't. We we riot for all of twelve seconds, and then we're done. So I mean, it's not it's not a continuation. No one's not really trying to fight it. I mean, I think we have got as a race we've gotten because we got the job promotion or they accept it. Uh, escalate uh, bands now or we're making a little money making over six figures now oh we're we're accepted in this world why you making your little six figures and got your little necklace on and riding around in your bands the white man still looking at you like <laughs> that's just another nigga over there <laughs> so I mean <laughs> So how how can we call it racism when we are, we are accepting the racism? I mean, like what are we teaching? What not accepting it? I mean, we overlooking it. I mean, we just acting like we don't see it. But it's still. I mean, it's and, still there. Don't get me wrong. It's still there, but we'll turn the blind eye to it. Like it's just like us killing. What not? We have this whole in this community, our black community. We have the whole no snitching policy. That's so stupid. But you no, know nobody don't want to snitch. Nobody want to snitch. But if somebody kill your brother or sister, your cousin, you on the news talking about. Well, can somebody please come out and say something? Say something. Oh, we don't. Last week when the other dude got killed, that you didn't know it was this no snitching policy. We don't want to do anything until it hits home. <laughs> but at the same time, it be. The people in your community, the people that you talk to, the people that you hang out with, that that do it. So, it's just, I just feel like we just, we need to be better as black people. We, we're not teaching our kids to do nothing, but if you're getting money that's bent over backwards, you good. Like I say, it's, I feel it's more of. Hush money. That's all it what is. Call it. I mean, call it what it is. You might be a executive at your job, but unless you own this business, you're still another employee. But that goes back to my original saying: Black people, most black people, we're not gonna be successful because we don't support our own 
local businesses. We don't support our own local businesses, and we don't. We don't support our black people. What it, don't want to do what it takes to get to that. We want it to be handed to us most of the time. Well, like a lot of us want the. We see the little rat bills with all the cars and money and stuff. Oh, we want that quick. Oh, so I'm gonna go out the young dude. But you, you still I'm sell, gonna go out and sell drugs. To but you selling the white man's drug. Exactly. So you, it's just like you just—that's just like going until nine to five. You still working for the white man? Yeah, but I'm not racist. We're, we're not racist oh. by a long shot. No, it's just we're just we're stating the obvious. So. Oh, I just hate the racist white people. Like the people I used to work with. <laughs> they they would knowingly racist. I, mean, I have white friends. I mean, I love my fellow white people. I got white friends in my job. I mean, cool. I would love to hang out with. But then you got some that's what they say. They buy. Oh, oh, this wasn't the job, home boy. You, <laughs> me and that's you just, had some words. <laughs> that's just like I'm let it slide right now because we at the job. But <laughs> I know I can't hang with you. That's <laughs> so stupid. That's just like with the last job. So I'm 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 home, y'all. I'm back home. Yay. Um, that's just like with the job I was at. It was one other black girl there, and they were not, I knew they was racist because I've heard some of the things that they say to her, and she takes it. I don't know if they didn't try me because they didn't know how to take me or whatever, but they never said anything racist, but I knew they was racist. But I mean, I laugh in your face as long as you laugh and joking in, you know, in my face, but you better not cross that damn line, I tell you that much. Because I'm a whole different person. Some of the shit that they said to her, they wouldn't have, you would have, I would have been home. But it was her. I'm not going to fight her battles because she like it. I love it, you know? And I mean, I spoke to her about it. And she was just like, well, okay, well, you know what? That gives me the, that gives me the understanding. Okay, mind my own damn business. So that brings me back to my original question. Keeping it real or keeping it alive? Who would you rather buy from? A white person or from a black person? I mean, what you mean buy from? Like, supporting or... Okay, so we stay in Old Leaf. Mm-hmm. I stay in Old Leaf on, on purpose. Not because of the environment. Well, I mean, I'm feeling the environment. It, it's safer than most neighborhoods. No neighborhood is real safe. But I like the school system. And... I just feel like Clay County has a better school system than Duval County. Not to say where the school is like located or whatever, but all Clay County schools have A ratings. You may find one with a B. But Duval, they got mostly C's, D's, F. You may find a B school. I'm here in Ole for my kids so they can get a better education. So, with that being said, like, with me, with me doing notary and wedding efficient gigs, I have those black people that come to me and be like, oh, I can't get a discount. Whereas my white people, if I tell them this is what my price is, that's what my price is, and that's what they're going to pay. They don't question me about it. The only thing I've heard from them is, is that it. Or is that all that doesn't include everything so they can know what they need to pay me? But like with one guy, black guy, he like he, he now I might be making a stereotype, so I'm not gonna say that. He needed um four documents notarized. I told him it was gonna be twenty dollars. And he caught like a whole attitude and I was like, Well, I could not notarize this. It doesn't bother me because you don't wanna pay the twenty dollars. So either you're gonna pay it or you can go and find somebody else to do it. It's not necessary. It's not many notaries here in Jacksonville that are open on Sundays or going to get up right when you call, you know? But he caught a whole attitude. He paid it, but he had an attitude about it. Like again, I feel like I would for black people, I mean, we have grew up on the whole I need to hook up mentality. No matter what 
I think we got to the point where, well, we know the white man ain't gonna give it to us. So let me go look at find somebody that look like me. That's gonna probably. I'm not gonna give it to you either. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make my money just like the next person. Oh man, let me get for the low man, cause you look like me basically. I don't like you. Go to a white man corporation and ask for that same thing. Mm-mm. I've had this black couple that's been supposed to get married since last year. And, oh, no, we want you to marry us because you're black. And we're, like, so pro-black. My fiancé is so pro-black. They reached out to me in November. It is now April. I have not gotten a deposit yet. And I keep telling you, I can't put you on my calendar without a deposit. Period. Point blank. And I don't think my rates are... Or too much because there's people out there that's willing to pay them and i give specials so i mean i was giving you but you got to lock it in if you want this special i can't hold this special for you you know but i just can't my thing is when it comes to keeping it real and keeping it alive i think i'd rather just keep it alive rather than to keep it real because i love my fellow black people but they have let me down so many times in so many ways. I mean, also, I mean, you got to balance with both of them. I mean, I mean, because there's some blacks out there that will support black people. That is true. That is true. I'm not going to put, say, all black people are the same, but you got some that will go all out. They see a black person struggling. Like I see little dudes at the gas station selling their CD. I might not never listen to the CD. I don't know what them damn CDs at. Because he, he out here trying to pursue his dream as being a rapper or whatnot, singer. I'm going to buy a CD. I'll give you $5 for it or whatnot. I might not never listen to it. I got a whole bunch I of them CDs you. in my dashboard. <laughs> I support you. I mean, because you could be out here breaking into somebody's house. Or trying to rob me at the gas station. Yeah. I mean, I, see, I don't see no problem with giving me $5 for a CD. Like that little boy that stopped us when we was on our way back home. We, was at, we went to the gas station. Yeah. He was so smart. and he, he was trying to pimp us or not. I don't know, but his speech was <laughs> like on point. He didn't miss a beat. I didn't hear um, none of that. He spoke them words like he lived those words. And I was just like, we got to give him some cash. I don't know what the hell. I didn't even know what the hell he was trying to do. But I just felt like, look, at this time point, I wish my kid could speak like that, you know. He speak better than most grown people. But, I, I yeah, like I said, like you said, I won't say all. Cause, but you know what, like when it comes to, like with me notarizing stuff, a lot of the black women, a lot of the black women will support me and give me more money than the black, than the black men. Let me answer our phone, I'm sorry y'all. No one never calls, and then all of a sudden today they want to call. But say what you were gonna say. Uh, about it. I mean, I say. Uh, I mean, you gotta. It's a balance between both. I think. I mean, like I say, I love supporting my black people. I mean, but at the same time, you gotta. Be smart about a situation. Like, everybody that's doing everything is not doing it for the right reasons. No. No. So. Definitely not. Definitely not. With the situation. Because, like I said, I work hard for my money. So, just to give it to you, but you to go buy some drugs or some liquor with it, I'm not going to support you there or whatnot. (laughs) I mean, if I see you out got a business now, I want to start up a business, I don't mind giving you something to help you support that business or whatnot. You out selling cookies, like, even when Girl Scout cookies, I rarely ever brought Girl Scout cookies. But if I see, like, a group of black girls, two little black girls out there or something, or whatnot, I feel supportive to buy some cookies from them. Well, you know what? I do that with any... Girl Scout. And we, we don't even eat them damn cookies. Zari sold Girl Scout cookies and it was because I seen the little girls out there, you know, hustling real hard or whatever. I still bought cookies. I gave them away. 
But I still bought the cookies because they are young ladies. Yeah. You know, it's teaching them different stuff. And each, um, just from Zari Ben and Girl Scouts, they do different stuff. Like, they have different goals for their, for the money. And, like, a lot of times the, the money actually goes back and it pays for the memberships for the girls. So you don't have to pay for their membership to be a Girl Scout for the following year. And then they take the rest of the money and they may do something fun or something educational and stuff and everything. So to be on the other end of that, I kind of see what they're, what they're, I see now what they're doing with the money and stuff. And it's, they do a lot of different little stuff. Like, um, I think our troop was going to make, um, I want to say like bags or baskets or something for the homeless. Just a few of them to take down there and, um, give them out to the homeless people or whatever. So I just feel like if we stuck together, like we stood together and buying Gucci and Versace and Louis and all that other stuff, and we stood together and we support our own or uplift our own for real, for real, I think we'll be better as a community. And it won't give racism a chance to shine as bright as it has been shining. And peaceful protest, not <laughs> not out there rioting and stealing cars and TVs. And but you still have also you still have to watch out for the Negroes that the Uncle Toms that move away. Then they see some black people move in. Like why are these niggas moving out across the street from me? Like <laughs> the ones that. Don't want to be around. No, no, no. People. Well, it depends on how they look. You know, people stereotype people because I've looked out here. Oh, you go somewhere and be like, damn, there's too many niggas out here. Okay. Well, my white people. Hey, hey. <laughs> I just like a mixed crowd, okay? Because I've been guilty of saying that. I, I like a mixed crowd. Like, we went to Savannah. It was a whole lot of black people there. I'm not saying that rudely, but I'm just saying... If a white person bump into you, they're going to apologize for the most part. I got raped so many times in my behind because niggas wanted a free... F- and don't give a fuck who's standing next to you. And I'm like, who does disrespectful shit like that? Like, I just felt molested the whole night. Standing right there, you didn't say anything. I, I kept saying it out loud. I was like, so they just going to rape me and get away with it. And we just supposed to be all, okay, this is what we're doing. Your sister said something about it. I was just like, I don't feel comfortable. I think that's why we love. But it was just too much for me. I don't like crowds, period. I don't care if they're mixed, one-sided, one color, blue, yellow, whatever. I'm not a big crowd person. People have germs. People don't wash their hands. People will sneeze in their hands and then try to shake your hand or touch you. So I'm real. I don't like, If I can live my life in a bubble, I'll be fine. I say that all the time, though. I'm a germaphobe. Um, so, my next topic for today is forgiveness. And that goes for friends, family, enemies, so-called friends, everybody. How do you feel like some people deserve forgiveness? I mean... With my thing with forgiveness, I feel you. For me, it's more I could forgive you, but depending on what you did, I won't forget. Like I could forgive you for everything you gonna stab me in the back. Time, time will come a point. It'll come a point in my life. I'm like, okay, you come me apologize. All right, cool, man. It happened in the past. Whatever. But that doesn't mean I'm going to totally forget what you did. So, if four or five years from now, it's, I start to see it again, I already know it's there. I already peaked it. Like, I know what this road go at with you. So, ain't nothing going to be shocking if it happened again. So, but like I say, I think every everything deserves to get. I mean, if you live your life angry or mad with somebody, man, you giving this person too much time of your day in life. Just thinking about what they done did to you. 
Okay, so with that being said, the pastor spoke on this last year, and this was something I needed to hear. He said, you can forgive that person, but you don't have to have that person in your space. Exactly. Right? With my family, and I'm not bad talking to them, but they don't understand that. See, I've been the, the yes person for so long. I've been the go-to person for so long. So when I say no, it's a whole uproar. Like, everybody in the family going to know. I'm that little bitch that won't do shit for nobody. That's that's when it becomes that. I don't know if those are the exact words, but I feel like those may be the exact words or whatever. Um, also, we haven't been liking because I've been very opinionated about different stuff lately. Instead of keeping my mouth shut. So, that's, that's caused a riff. But, so, this is how it's been ever since I can remember. I've been a go-to person, right? When someone says something I don't like, I get mad, we have an argument, and then they ease their way back in. I'm supposed to just forgive and move on. No one in my family says they're sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. They want me to say that I'm sorry. No one else says they're sorry. No one, I've never heard I'm sorry from no one else, right? It's just we move on. Well, I'm not doing that now. I'm not moving on. And because I won't allow certain people at my house or I hadn't been speaking to certain people, I'm holding a grudge and I'm being mean. And they don't understand that I'm in this whole place now where I'm trying to have peace in my life. But they don't like it. So, of course, they're going to bash it. I mean, everybody have rules for their own house. I mean, you can't just throw somebody on somebody or just pop up somebody's house with somebody that I'm not speaking to. Or if you come to my house and I invite you to my house, if you're going to bring somebody you know I have problems with or not speaking to at the time, give me the heads up first and see how I feel about it. I have a problem with somebody just popping up and just not have to look like really. You well, you you tried to calm me down, Christmas. My aunt sure yeah. brought her daughter over here, and she knew I wasn't really fucking with her daughter like that. And but that's another thing, like holiday, Christmas, Thanksgiving. That's family, but Christmas that is my kids' holiday. I don't want anything to ruin. My kid. Now, <laughs> New Year's Eve, New Year's, we can handle it. We need to have a talk. No, listen. You seen? I think you found me. <laughs> I didn't even know she was here. I was coming. I was putting more paper towels or something in the bathroom downstairs, and um, I think you pulled me to the side and was like, "Hey, your cousin here," and you seen that look on my face. Like, I see that look in your eye. Just be nice. It's Christmas, and I was like, "Fuck Christmas." Now, we need to. <laughs> I am my fellow lady on my Christmas. Baby, I was going to tear it up. 26, my G, we need to have a conversation. I, but you know what? I've had that <laughs> conversation with them they don't, and they don't give a fuck. Well, hey, they can't respect me. I can't but, respect you. But it makes me feel bad because I, I'm. Hey, see, it's okay, problem. so that's, and that's what my issue is. Because yeah. it's been almost a year. And I don't. I feel like maybe I can. I could talk to them. Be cordial, but I don't feel like I need to. Ain't nothing getting resolved. I mean, y'all gonna be right back in the same situation sometime down the line. Cause ain't nothing resolved. Y'all haven't talked about it. Y'all haven't sat down and, hey, I'm sorry. Nobody said I'm sorry. Nobody have, hey, um, give me a hug, man. We need to really get past what we were beeping about. So, I mean, ain't nothing resolved. So, if nothing going to get resolved, I mean, sooner or later, it's all going to blow up again. Because basically, you you still thinking about what happened. She probably still thinking about what happened. And sooner, sooner or later, somebody going to say something that somebody I don't like. 
and it's all gonna start all over again. Okay, so I mean, I, you gotta get some type of understanding. But they ain't no, ain't no, ain't, ain't gonna be no understanding. I know that much. You've been my husband, and you see the stuff that I go through, whatever. How do you feel? Because I, 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 hate, I mean, I hate it. Tell the truth, but I mean, I feel like I. That's not my family. That's more. That's your family. Even though I'm just married into it, I mean, I don't want to say nothing that will turn you against your family and make it look like I'm trying to turn you against your family. So I would rather step back and make you. You can say stuff when I ask you a question, though. Like I come, I come, I come to you. I know that, but I don't feel comfortable going against you and your family. Like I told you how I felt about or whatnot, but your mom, that's a whole really different thing. I you mean, would not I let feel, me stay mad at that lady. Like that's something that y'all two have to argue. I mean, have to come figure it out. I can't help you with that. I'm I 32 mean, years old, I, Tavares. We know, have I'm not felt it and figured it out yet. And I feel like you only get one mother. I mean, so any issues that you have, it's not gonna be great. It's not gonna be bigger than if she was to something would have happened to her the next day. Cause you always gonna feel like what we was arguing about was real petty. And I can't even apologize to say nothing to her right now. I don't think none of my arguments are petty. It's it's pettier than death. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It you is. You don't want to see nothing happen to her. No, I don't. Like me and my mama handed our big blowout one day, but I was there. I was shocked. We had a big blowout, but you know what I'm saying. Words were said. Words were said. Whatnot. But not even 24 hours later, me and my mom had a conversation and came to. A, she listened to how I was feeling. I listened to how she felt about the situation. And no, my mama done it. It's more, what they say is right. Okay. We both apologized to each other. And it never came up again. Never happened again. Me and my mom are on the best of times right now. I mean, that's my mom. I can't picture myself being mad at her for a long period of time. I just feel like there's never going to be a resolution. And it, and I can't really say that I allow it anymore because I'm not allowing it. But there's like they're trying to force it. But like I say, I'm getting, like your aunt have called me, your mom have called me. Everybody give me these whole scenarios of what y'all was what y'all were going through, what it was like when you were growing up. I got your side, I got your mom's side, I got your aunt's side. So basically, like I told told you, I'm like, I wasn't there. So all I could conclude is they, what y'all give me. All I could do is just put a little They make it seem like look, I was such a... My thing is, they make it seem like I was such a bad child. And I wasn't the one, because I, I, was, I was mouthy. But I never did. I'm, I never. I don't recall doing anything too bad. I just feel like everything is all my fault. But they have their favorites of people who can't do stuff wrong. Like okay, I think you're more of your. Right, so when I came in, when we first met, we first got together. Okay, for a couple months in, I noticed that you and your mom wasn't that close. But Understatement. at the same time, you and your aunt, I felt like your aunt was basically like a mom do, figure to me. Yeah, would do anything for you, would drop it down, something happened to you, and you call her, she gonna be right there for you. That's how that's the impression I got. But so you and your mom, I feel like okay, y'all have that mother daughter daughter relationship that I'm. I'm the mother, you're gonna do what I say. I'm the daughter, but I'm still do what I want, even though I'm, if I'm hot in the pants or whatnot, I'ma still do, go find my mom, go against my mom and run to my auntie. Like, so, 
Like even though you called me and said, oh, I'm going to stay with my auntie for a while because your mama made you mad. Your auntie took you in. No problem. Oh, my aunt's house is the halfway house. Everybody <laughs> go there. You, I mean, you gonna get three hots in a cot at her house. You know, she I mean, gonna she gonna she take didn't really you. Too much care about you. She would she would came to you like, hey, you gotta hash this out with your mom. You need to take your behind home. No, <laughs> and I think she was trying to give me like a space to kind of clear my head, but she she talked to my mom about everything because I mean, of course, my mom gonna give a her side and I gave her my side but my aunt was just like well you know she told me you know what parts I was wrong on she went to my mom but my mom was like no this is how it's gonna go but like I say it's from what I heard you had a lot of freedom you may not think that but to where my mom and dad treated my sister like but I mean I see that now that was Nice. My sister had to sneak around and do a whole bunch of stuff. But I snuck around and did a lot of stuff. You I, did, but also your mom knew the dudes you most of the dudes you was hanging out with. Like she had pictures of dudes in the photo album. Shut up. So I don't remember opening my photo album and saying, <laughs> "Oh, this is the dude my sister used to talk to." Oh, here go another dude that my sister used to talk to. Okay, no, let's not. I never, I, we I never don't, really met these dudes. Let's not talk about. <laughs> I'm having whole activities. A lot of them dudes I never really I mean, talked to. Activities. I mean, it's just she accepted more of your male friends. I didn't have any female friends, though. So. I mean, but still, I mean, for me, for being a parent, my daughter's not for the brag. I'm starting to do this nigga at the door. Hey, hey what you, hold up, son, where you going? We talked oh, about it. You're not shooting up. nobody's yeah. child. I was just coming to see her. I'm going to come hang out with her. Okay, man. All right, y'all can sit out here on this porch. What you need to get in my house for? Oh, that's so rude. <laughs> Don't be the one like, baby, you want some lemonade? Come on in here. Get you a chub, man. Y'all sit out here on this porch. <laughs> what Lord not? Jesus, this is not <laughs> New York in the 30s. You're not going to sit mean, on no stoop. I just... I mean, I mean, why? What you need to come in the house for? Why? <laughs> Whatever. So, okay, so that goes back to our question. How, why... Forgiveness, like why? Well, I mean, I mean, you like, you, you can older, still. Once you get older and live, I mean, some stuff that have happened to you, you gotta be like, okay, well, that was just stupid. That was a stupid argument. Or what I did that was crazy. I was young and dumb, thought I knew it all. You gotta look at situations like that. I look at situations like that, but I just don't think. I'm talking about this new shit. I don't think I'm supposed to. I mean, I forgave. That's the they don't but understand. I forgive a lot of people. I just don't want them people in my space anymore. That's just like okay. So my so-called friend that we were speaking about in the beginning, her husband. How you and her doing? I don't know how she doing, but I'm fine. He like well, I'm trying to see if we can get you back to being friends. Nope, I don't want to do that no more. I love her from afar, but I can't put myself to be in a situation where I have to walk on it. I'm 32 years old. I should not have to walk on eggshells with nobody, and you're supposed to be a friend. So I don't want that situation. But every time he sees me, what can we do? You can not do a goddamn thing because it's not happening. But it's goddamn, like I say, with y'all too. I mean, y'all grew up together. There's no hashing it out. Yeah, you ain't got to hash it out. But, I mean, like, I guess for me being a, a dude or whatnot, I mean, for my friends, my best friends, and ones I call close friends or whatnot, I don't talk to them too much. I mean, I can't remember the last time I had an argument with one of my friends because when we talk, it's basically to catch up. What's going on in our life? If I'm sitting on the phone talking to them every day, texting them every day, but I'm even with okay, so with her to be some type of argument because basically we write nice things to talk about. So and basically somebody gonna say something that somebody don't like. No, with her was we 
we always had these spurts where she'll get mad and won't talk to me for a few years and she pops back up so she had popped back up after a few years and our argument stemmed from she said am i still gonna be Tazaria's godmother if anything ever happens why do my daughter have to suffer why would i take the title away from you that's something that takes you know sacred i'm not gonna take the title away from you i said i assumed i was her daughter's godmother because she told me i was her daughter's godmother now all of a sudden her daughter got a new godmother and she just kind of put me on the back burner so i made a comment i was like well you can go out of town with her but me and Tavares offer you several times to go out you know make it like a big family you know vacation or whatever <clears throat> and she's always declined or whatever so i'm like what makes her different for me and i wasn't saying it like in a mean i didn't feel like i was saying it in a mean way i was just saying hey let's get some understanding you know let me see why she's better to go out of town with than me and then maybe we can kind of go from there she went off the deep end and it was a whole big fight but i was confused about why the fight started because just like you asked me was you still gonna be zara's godmother i was asking a legitimate question i want to know so she got pissed and I'm not talking to you. But my thing is that was the last time. Because we wasn't really on. We was on our right terms. We wasn't really on good terms. So I'm not going to go back to that. Like I forgive her. We cool. From a distance. From a distance. That's it. So I mean I keep telling him. There's no more friendship bro. Like it's not happening. No time soon. And you've seen. You seen that? My my grandma said it's on her deathbed. Time that girl always been stingy. She ain't care about, about nobody but but herself, which is sad because I had peeped that before grandma said something about it. So it was getting to the point where I had noticed that, but I don't think I need to have her in my space. Like I'm cool in my space by myself, and it's the same thing. It goes with my family. I forgive you even though you probably don't deserve forgiveness I forgive you because when you don't forgive someone it was a quote that said if you don't forgive it's like giving somebody rent free space in your head and I believe that so I forgive like you said I won't forget but I don't have to allow you in my in my space to taint my space to throw off my my happy aura whether or not it's real happy or not happy or whatever it's my aura and i don't want you there so but i don't ever really see you fall out with none of your your friends you stop talking to a lot of people on the low though I mean, you just I you disappear i don't call nobody yeah i don't call my family but <laughs> i mean when i've heard when somebody get on my mind real heavy I'll, like when i thought i thought about like hang on i need to call and check up on this person and it's sometimes vice versa. I mean, I might get a call out the blue from one of my friends. Hey, I'm just checking on you. Cause see what's up. I ain't heard nothing from you. Everything good or not? We'll chit chat for about 30, 45 minutes. And all right, till next time, I'll holler at you. You know what I don't like that you do? You can kind of sense when something's off with somebody, but you won't speak up and say nothing about it. I mean, Unless somebody tell me something, I mean, I feel like it's not my business. I don't want to get involved in it. I mean, now yeah, right. I could. You could just ask if you okay. I mean, I ask if you okay. They say they all right. I'm not for uh, trying to get in too deep with them. I mean, I don't want to overstep my my boundaries and and that person don't feel like talking. But you don't know you might be saving that person. That's the way I am. I mean, I I feel like I just don't want to hold stuff, no boundaries with nobody like that. I mean, uh, I got you for something wrong. You tell me no. I got to respect that. I'm not for the keep doing that. We know. We know. <laughs> You're going to be like, well, fuck it then. All right. But you know I got an attitude. Like, well, well shit. She going to stay with that little attitude. Now, with so, you, I'll ask you a couple of times. You're not going to say I was wrong. You're not going to tell me what's wrong. Now, if you keep telling me. For an hour, I may ask you what's wrong, and you still ain't talking. Okay, well, maybe you don't want to talk right now, so okay, I'm going to leave this. No, 
<laughs> okay, so do you feel bad that you didn't question John before he passed? I mean, with that whole situation, I knew he was sick. But, like a day, day or two before he took his life, I mean, I was on the road. And someone told me, you need to call him. You need to call him. And then I picked up the phone, and I was like, nah, I'll call when I get settled somewhere. And whatnot, and I just never did call him. Next thing I know, I get in the call, he done passed away. So, I mean, I feel like if I would have called him and talked to him that day, because me and him had no problems talking. I, in any situation that was going on with me or me and you now having a fight, that's one person I could call. And one he still look, look and he still came over and ate chicken and yeah, stuff, bro. bro. He wouldn't if eat I no filler food. Away, if I would need to get away, he'll come he get come you. Get me. That, I miss when John. I, he was the one that brought a bottle for everything. You know he would. If he was his son, he'll come get me. He'll have a son in the back seat, but he'll come by, man. We go out and just. <laughs> shoot pool or go bowling and talk about it. <laughs> so, and just the person he was. I mean, if I needed anything, he would do it. Like, when my sister built down, she had a flat tire one day, way out, like Fleming Island or somewhere. She called me, so I came. I couldn't get the tire off. Just so happened, he called. Me and we're like, what y'all doing, man? I'm come stop by. I was like, I'm not home. I'm trying to help my sister. All the way out here in Philly, I'm with a flat tire. He was like, oh, man, I'll come out there and help you. Next thing I know, he was pulling up. Not even 20 minutes later, he was pulling up. No, I me miss him. work, get out to work. We out here sweating, trying to get this towel. Now, me, you know, I'm too proud to ice a helper or something. My boy got out of death. Flying everybody, every car down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like somebody gonna stop. Just so having somebody, a little mechanic dude, stop and told us how to get the towel off and everything. <laughs> I miss John. He used to get on my nerves. He'd come over there, he'd eat nothing but the meat. Wouldn't eat no sides or no vegetables and drink up all the, all the Kool Aid. And I'm like, you know, you could fill up on some of that filler food. But every, everything that we went through, whether or not it was celebratory or if it was bad, he was there. Yeah, and that's where it comes with friends and foe. I mean... You're going to make me tear up. I miss my dog. Oh, my God. I consider him as a friend because any situation, another point, like any situation I was in, like with all hangout or whatnot, he wasn't going to let me do anything that was out my character. Like, he knew I didn't smoke. But... If the group of everybody was a block of being passed around, he'll make sure it'll skip me and go to somebody else or go to him. Or if he see me with a hand, he'll be like, tap me, what you doing, boy? Bro, what you doing, man? You ain't <laughs> no, no. That ain't your character. I mean, or whatnot. I mean, anything like that. Or, like, situations that. Like, Love, we was at somebody else's house. He, somebody was trying to plan. Somebody, um, what did popped me with a towel? But we was at the little pool party. Mm-hmm. Dude popped me with a towel. So I grabbed the towel for popping bike. John came by me, grabbed me like, bro, don't do that. Nah, we're gonna chill out. Cause some one of these is hit you. We gonna be throwing them out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I didn't. So well, that, I didn't worry when you went off with. I didn't. I didn't like, worry when you went off with John. That was not an issue. Yeah. When you when you say you, John was coming to get you or y'all gonna go out, cool. I didn't have no issues. He used to get on me because he said I used to leave a lot of shit in your car on purpose. Mm-hmm. I did. You know, you got your whole wardrobe, shoes, umbrella, earrings. I'm like, yeah, just make a show. Yeah, John was cool, man. John, like I said, he wasn't. He wasn't that type of dude that gonna peer pressure to do something. I mean. He would just drink his liquor. He smoked his weed a little bit. He, smoked, he ain't smoke heavily, but his weed sucked. Rest in peace, John. <laughs> but his weed sucked. He told me he said 
he told me this is what he said this is mid i was like okay so i took a couple puffs i'm like this shit sucks i'm like this shit i don't know what what this is this is not i'm not even getting high okay and he was hyping it up and i just let him hype it up I'm like, all right i feel you that's what's up i guess i gotta go find me something different this ain't gonna work but um that's something I truly miss. I miss him. So, My grandma was hurt by that thing. I think grandma liked, I think grandma had a little crush on John. <laughs> she was feeling John. You know, she liked them light skinned men. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I just, I don't know. This episode got depressing. Hey, yes, y'all, I still have a house phone, bro. Like, don't judge me. And, Y'all heard the laundry going off in the back. I am multitasking. Go, go me, go me. Um, I want to apologize for that. So yeah, in advance, everybody wants to call, and I'm doing laundry, so that is what it is. I am doing what Tavar said. My job as a stay-at-home mother, I am working. So yeah, but um, this episode kind of got depressing really fast. Really, really it's, it started I mean, off depressing. It raised up a little bit and it got bad depressing me. again. I'm to the point where, man, when I can talk about him and I feel like I'm celebrating his life, what? Make me want to go have it's too early in the morning and have a drink. <laughs> Make me want to go have a drink. I feel now. He used to be what I couldn't talk about. I think when he passed out, I cried for that old week, whatnot. That was a rough but week for everybody. Right now, when I talk about him, I could just sit back and think about things that me and him went through and laughed about it. I mean, that's what point is I'm with now. So I feel like I'm not mourning him. I mean, I'm celebrating. I know he's, in, he's not suffering no more. Hey, does it make me a mad person? Because I don't really mourn. I just, I feel like I have to be there for too many people. So I don't never have my chance to mourn. Like when my grandma passed, I came home that night and I cried and that was it. I mean, tough. I have to be tough for everybody else. I don't have a chance to mourn. I mean, and then I stay busy so I don't sit. I mean, like I say, everybody mourn different. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you got it out. I mean, I'm pretty sure your grandma knows where your heart is. I know you. She knows oh, she knows where my heart is. I'm always down at the... Mean, you don't have to put on the front. I don't have to put on the front for nobody else. <laughs> I mean, somebody could say, "Oh, you ain't cry, so you don't care about you ain't care about it like that." No, it's just I'm more different. Than well, that's just like with her sister when she came down here. She was just like, um, she asked me what she was the only one that really asked me was I okay? And I think because her and grandma talked almost every day, so she knew how close I was with grandma. So grandma always, you know, she called by my middle name. She was like, "Hey, Rochelle, gonna come by and bring me something to eat or whatever," but. So she asked, she asked me. She was like the only one that kind of came to me and was like, "Are you really? Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Well, you you're trying to be strong for everybody else. I guess you got to be strong for everybody else, apparently, because no one really cares about my feelings." And I think that's why me and her got so close after Grandma and Dove. And it it was like maybe like two years after Grandma passed, where I couldn't like time I got off the phone, like I would start crying because she sounds so much like Grandma, and she does different stuff that you know you can hear in the background or whatever but so now i you know i try to send her stuff and everything especially like when her kids and her grandkids ain't doing stuff that they supposed to be doing but i i just feel like i gotta i have a lot of fallout kids around me so i can't i can't fall out myself because who's gonna catch me and you're very sensitive too low-key so you don't really you don't really help i don't know really know I guess so. TJ trying to be strong for me, you know, <laughs> trying to be strong for them. And this Zaria to having conversations with ghosts and shit. So you know, um, but like I said, this this episode did get a little depressing. I've teared up a couple times. <laughs> so <laughs> we gonna end it with at we have not forgot about those five tips from the both of us. So yeah, I'm just waiting on Tavares to do his homework assignment. So. I'm going to get them out there for sure, for sure. 
I don't know when. Black people tend to procrastinate. So, don't judge me. Um, we'll be back next week. And hopefully we'll have a little bit more upbeat, uplifting <laughs> topic to speak on. Um, until then, you can find us on... Oh, guess what, y'all? We are now on Google Play Music. And I'm working on iHeart, but they're a little slow sometimes. I haven't got an email. I haven't got my email back from them. So we are officially on Google Play. We are on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify and TuneIn. Um, and then you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at The Rivers Post. And you can email us at theriverspost at gmail.com for any topics, comments, feedback, um, anything that you can think of. Um, if you try to bash me and go toe-to-toe with me, I will go toe-to-toe back. I'm just going to warn y'all about that. But um, anything else you want to say before we close out? Oh, that was it. All right, well. Y'all heard it here. Um, Hit us up. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.